This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. And I'm Mina, and we're from Tangata Tumoto Trust. And you're listening to Pallyhood! <laughs> <laughs> Pacific greetings and a massive Maloni, uh, whatever corner of this globe you're tuning in from. I'd like to welcome you to the Polyhood Show 96.9 Plain TFM. You're here with Sam Siffer and Nate on the Midnight Runs. How are you lads doing? Oh, I'm all, all good. good. <laughs> all good. Nate, are you well? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing really good, bro. I'm doing really good. <laughs> Why is Nate here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering that myself. <laughs> and why is it midnight when it's only four o'clock on a Friday? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yes, it is Sam, Sefa, and and Nate at uh, on Polyhood today. Um, we say it's midnight. You're not going crazy because we again are recording this pre-recording the show because of COVID times. So it's it's actually nice doing it from home because, well. Um, at the moment, at the time of this recording, it is past midnight here in New Zealand, but we are joined by Nate for all the way from Australia. So it is a pleasure to have the man on on the radio with us. So a big welcome to you also. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yo, uh, thanks and thanks gonna, for having me, boys. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot straight away and ask you, because this is the special Tukalawan uh, Language Week set up by MPP. Um, can you please do our upu of the week? Okay, upu of the week. Okay, um, in Tokelau we would say na kupu o te uh, The word of the week is uh, kainga, which means family. That's your uh, kupu o te vayahio, your word of the week. Kainga. We are all kainga. So similar to ainga. Hmm. Yes, yeah, very, very similar. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same. Um, just with an added uh, letter in the front there, uh, Kainga in Tokerao and uh, Ainga in Samoa. And um, you boys been up too much in terms of the week so far? I haven't. Uh, me, <laughs> uh, me personally, I've, I've been celebrating uh, Tokerao Language Week um, a few different ways uh, through a lot of the social media posts that... Uh, I think uh, a lot of it done by like uh, the Ministry of Pacific Peoples um, on their uh, Tokelau Language Week Facebook page, also um, other other people sharing on Instagram and and we've been streaming on Twitch um, with a stream with purely uh, Tokelauan streamers, uh, which has been really cool because a lot of people are learning from them, you know, about uh, what Tokelau is and um, who we are, and mm. it's. Uh, it's got people like Sam saying Maloni, <laughs> which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Nate, for joining us on the show. Uh, we have a very uh, interesting slash 
insightful chat uh, about just, well, in regards to, because we're learning new things about uh, Tokelau, and this is, this is what's good about the Language Weeks, where we get to um, share and hear about other cultures that we don't normally um, get to experience. So uh, we have this, we have a chat with Nate about um, some things Tokelauan, and it's very interesting. So stick around for that and join us back after this. Is someone in your family suffering from diabetes, heart disease, or respiratory illness? Contact our nurses at Tangata Atumotu Trust and we will arrange for in-home support. Call us on 0800 Bus Speaker. That's 0800 727 434. Or contact us through our website, tat.org.nz. That's tat.org.nz. Welcome back, everyone. As, uh, as we were talking about before, we have the wonderful Nate, who's joined Sam and I uh, on today's show. And we're going to talk about things Tokelau because of the uh, Tokelauan Language Week. And yep. we were just chatting before, Nate, about um, how people in Tokelau can understand Samoa, and but Samoans can't understand uh, Tokelauan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> did, did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, no, you did, you did, bro, you got it. Um, it's yeah, it's a, a lot of it is um, the languages are very similar. They're, they're very closely related. A lot of the words are exactly the same, with maybe one or two um, slight changes, you know, in the pronunciation or in the letters. But a lot of the language is very similar. Um, words mean the same. Uh, but also, uh, the, the probably the reason why, uh, like a lot of Tokelau people can speak Samoan and the opposite isn't necessarily, you know, the same. It's because when the gospel came to, to Dr. Lau, I'm pretty sure um, yeah, the Bible that they had was, was only the, the Tusipaia. So they had the, the Samoan Bible and right up until, since I was young, you know, like I remember like my grandparents having a Tusipaia there at their house and like, you know, that's how they learned the gospel, but that's also how they learned like the Samoan language. So, my grandma can speak Samoan, you know, a lot of um, that generation, they can speak Samoan, hold a conversation in Samoan with people. But um, yeah, unfortunately, the Samoans can't hold the conversation in Tokelauan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so. That, that yeah. explains so much because uh, when I was talking um, with my wife about the Tokelauan language, she's like, did you know that uh, Tokelauans can understand Samoan, but Samoans can't understand Tokelauan. And to me, I did not get like why that would be. Yeah, yeah. but this this totally explains why, and it, it makes total sense now. Um, one other cool thing that I learned, uh, thanks to uh, the Tokelauan language week, you know, we're learning a lot about um, the beautiful country and culture that is Tokelau, uh, is that uh, there are no planes that go there. So if you were to is, is that right, Claim? If, if you go if you yeah. go to Tokelau, how would you get how would you get there, Claim? Yeah, there's no there's no planes, uh, there's no airstrip, there's no um airports in Tokelau. It's it's only like very small atolls. So um where you would see the whole island, the shape of the island, most of the center is is like a lagoon. You know what I mean? So it's that's a, that's what an atoll technically is. And the way to get there is you have to fly to Samoa. You fly to Samoa and you land in Samoa, and then there's like a ferry, 
like a, a, a boat that travels north from Samoa to get to um to Tokelau and it's like uh maybe three days eh? day. Oh. Nah, not three days. <laughs> 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 it might have been three days if they were rowing it themselves back in the days, you know what I mean? But yeah, nah, wow. it's 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 only it's about a day on a on a, on a ferry. Um similar to like maybe uh, I wanna say similar to something that maybe runs like Inter Islander, like maybe not as big, but um something sort of along those lines, like a ferry like that kind of size, you know, like that mm. um run between the North and South Island type of thing, you know. It's that's the type of boat that they have running from Samoa to um Dogalow. How often does this ha- boat run? I was just gonna ask that. How often um I can't I can't give you guys exact numbers, but there was a time where it used to only run we used to only have ships come to Dokelau uh four times a year. What? Um, so that was, but we're going back to like, um, that would be sort of before the 80s. Oh, okay. Sort of like 60s, 70s, and that, you know, they only had um, four times a year a ship would come and they would have like, you know, to stock up on all of the, you know, um, essentials or, or, you know, all of the extra stuff. So like anything that would come from maybe Samoa um, or even New Zealand and that, any sort of aid, you know, food and stuff. Mm. They would it'll come all at once like on the boat so now i know it, at least um probably at least once a month there's a boat you know going to some more if not more so i reckon maybe once every two weeks maybe from some mm. of the videos that i remember seeing um but it's a very <laughs> like you can't you can't you can't you know how you would book a say let's say you're gonna book a holiday to the states you're booking your flights and it's on this date you're flying to here and on this day you're flying back. Like, you know, that's generally how you book your holiday. When you're going to Dokelau, you you book your flight to Samoa, but you don't know exactly which day the boat's gonna leave. Like you might wanna try and get there and then go straight to Dokelau, but the boat might not leave for another four days. So you you wait in Samoa for the boat and then it's the same coming back. You might wanna try oh. and come back on the Thursday because your flight's on the Friday, but the boat might not leave till Saturday. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, a bit of a lucky dip sometimes in regards to your travel home, you know? I know I've, I remember people when I was younger that were you know, spending more time in Samoa because they missed their flight because of the boat, because they were stuck waiting for the boat, like uh, in Tokelau. So they ended up having to like reschedule their flight back to New Zealand. Damn. <laughs> What what I'm thinking about is how would you keep yourself occupied for like that twenty four hours on the boat? Hey? Yeah, <laughs> it's um, and it's not like they have an entertainment section, you know. Like it's not <laughs> like there's an arcade on there. It's not like you can go and play games, but it's not know, the it's island. <laughs> and, and even yeah, exactly. And even then, there's not even like you know, think about like a bar or you mm. know anything on there. They do some fishing and um, you know, for some meals and stuff. I'm, I've I've seen some of that. They'll catch fish and bring it on board, and then they'll cook it up, mm. and you know, to feed everybody and stuff. But there's really not much else you can do other yeah. than maybe rest, <laughs> try, try and sleep <laughs> for hours, <laughs> just sleep sit there and hours. look at the same part of water. You know, mm. <laughs> yeah. There are so many interesting um, things about Tokelau that um, I've recently just uh, learned about. But uh, one thing that uh, mm. that was really interesting to me and. Uh, I was thinking that um, I was going to talk about it on the show here, but then, um, you know, my brilliant brain had this idea to bring in Claim or Nate onto the show to uh, explain it because he'll be able to explain it better than me. But um, 
I recently learned through uh, Nate's stream uh, about uh, Olohenga. Have I, did I say it correctly, Clint? Yeah, Olohenga? that's the one, bro. Yeah, you got it, bro. Yeah, so Olohenga, yeah. uh, real briefly, is um, used to be owned by Tokelau. And um, yeah, just the series of, of events happened and it no longer belongs to Tokelau. And um, yeah, that's the reason uh, why uh, I, I thought of bringing Nate on because uh, he'll be he'll be better uh, equipped to explain it. And um, yeah, so I'll just hand it over to you uh, if you want to um, give us a brief on what Olohinga uh, is or or what happened with it. All right. Um, just just quickly, Tulo na toyaina mana matua koa he mahai ke talanoa fluently tato ngana tokelau hakamangalo mai tokukainga koa we talanoa hakapalang so just just sharing there that um, I personally um, I don't know how to speak the tokelau language fluently so I'm, what I'm going to share I'm going to share in in English um, and and this is this is something that's it's it's pretty close to a lot of Tokelau uh, people's heart. Um, Olohenga is uh, it's the fourth atoll of um, Tokelau. Um, people that might know of Tokelau will know about the three main atolls that they talk of, which is Atahu, Nukunonu, and Hakooho. But there's a fourth one that um, that uh, we we can say was stolen from us, uh, was taken from us. Um, and that is uh, Olohenga. It's it's known as Swain's Island um, to uh, the Americans and uh, even to the, to the Western world, I guess. Um, and uh, they laid, laid claim to it basically uh, based on a an agreement between an English, uh, I think he's English, like a captain, um, and... Uh, and a, and a an American whaler that happened to be on the island back in I think it was eighteen fifties, the late eighteen fifties. And so this guy, this American guy named Eli Jennings, um, bought Olohenga off this Englishman named Turnbull for fifteen shillings per acre and a bottle of gin. And um, a lot of uh, a lot of America's stake, you know, and what they claim, uh, how, how they claim Olohenga as their own is based on this um, part of the sale, uh, we should say. Um, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, like, the guy didn't even own it to begin with. Um, so how can they lay claim to it if, you know, he didn't even own it? And the, so the sale is, like, it's a fraud, really, you know. So, um, But, yeah, Olohenga has been... Um, it, it became uh, oh, the way they use it is annexed um, to the USA um, to American sort of territory in 1925 um, but they pretty much said that oh well it's pretty much part of you know US territory it's it's close to American Samoa type of thing and then in 1980 was when they um, there was an agreement a treaty agreement signed between Tokelau New Zealand and the USA, um, which pretty much um, uh, signed over Olohenga to uh, the United States of America. 
And one bit that I just literally just learned is that that whole agreement, that treaty, um, the Americans uh, sort of gave up their uh, air quotes rights, their their ownership rights to the rest of Tokelau um, for that island. So they before that, before 1980, they were claiming that they owned Tokelau as in all four atolls, but then they signed this agreement and they gave the other three back and then kept uh, Olohenga. So, um, yeah, it's called the Tokehenga Agreement, I think it is, which is a treaty that was signed between New Zealand, America, and Tokelau. And that's where their uh, sort of official paperwork is in regards to ownership of the island. Um, but, yeah, that's um, just a basic breakdown of uh, Olohenga and and uh, you know, like the legal side of things, you know. What was yeah. the um the whaler's name again? Uh, the U.S. whaler is uh, Eli Jennings, and he's the one uh, that sold it. He's the one that uh, he brought it off. Oh. He brought off an Englishman named Turnbull. Yeah, um, and he claimed that. And so the Jennings family has been a family that has um sort of they they've laid claim to the to the whole island pretty much like. They had, um, I'm pretty sure they had like coconut fields and stuff like they had. Um, they had workers there, Tokelauan workers there in the, I want to say in the 50s and 60s from some some of the families that I know. Um, and mm. they were working the land, you know, and they, these people uh, have said in the past that uh, the Americans shouldn't have claimed it as their land because they were literally just caretakers of the land. Like they were there just to look after the land, you know what I mean? So um, that's coming from um, some of our elders in the Togolau community. Um, mm. They didn't have a right to claim it. They were literally just there to look after the land. So, um, yeah, but they've, they've, uh, there's a few um, sort of documents that they've claimed um, that are like, I think it's, uh, they had like, 40 plus islands under this uh guano guano act mm. um where they claimed that you know it's like they they own it you know and this was back in the late 1800s so the thing is they took all of this information back to the u.s and you know there would have been people there being like oh well are you sure you own all this stuff like you know are you sure you own all these islands that you've mapped out um and but no one's really chased it up over the years you know what i mean they just went oh, okay sweet you said it you own it so okay cool you own it and um yeah from there uh this jennings family is um yeah it's been on all hanger pretty much ever since wow yeah. um that's just you know it's just uh brings a lot of raw emotion hearing yeah that. You feel kind of angry, sad, because I'm guessing people that would have lived there would have been evicted. They were. They literally were. Yeah. They. Okay. Uh, yeah. They were literally evicted. There's um, there's a lot of Tokelau people uh who, uh like uh are from Olohenga now they live in um Hawaii, because they or or they live in American Samoa, because there was a petition against the the Jennings family um, or like their, their leader, you know, whoever was running them because the people that were working for them felt like he was like a tyrant, you know, he was a bit too, 
uh, tyrannical with his way of leading. So they signed this petition and they, you know, it was like a, probably like a, a strike, you know, they probably went mm. on strike and they made it known that they didn't like the situation. And then everyone that pretty much signed the petition got asked to, to leave. And there's um, footage of one of the aunties uh, from Hawaii that said they were told uh, there's a ship coming and it's leaving in the morning and you guys all have to be gone. Everybody has to get on the ship and leave. No one can be here tomorrow. So they didn't know where they were going. They had nowhere to go. They just had to get on this boat and leave. Yeah, wow. So, mm. yeah, just hearing things like that stirs a lot because, uh, you know, it's stories that are close to home, hearing yeah. foreigners come to the Pacific Islands and just claiming it. Yeah. Um, happened to Samoa. There was, uh, Sam and I did a talk on the, do you remember the New A3 story, Sam? Mm. How um, that guy who was like a he was sent there to he was posted there by the New Zealand government, and yeah. he's the only New Zealand official that's been killed overseas. Uh, he oh, too yeah. was a tyrant, so he got posted there, and he just treated everyone like rubbish. People were working for him. He was living in a big house. He became yeah. king essentially. Yeah, yeah. Until he is his name killed. is his name Larson. Yes, uh, it's is the it Larson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, one of the boys mentioned him in my chat tonight. <laughs> yeah. I think his cousin's with that Jennings dude. He probably is. <laughs> <laughs> not not, not going to lie, um, as, Clay, as Nate was explaining, um, you know, the story of Olohinga, I just, uh, I'm just absolutely fuming. <laughs> yeah. Like one, because the story is so common throughout the Pacific and the world, but two, because yeah. it happened like... Just the other day, basically, you know, in comparison yeah, they, to the history yeah. of the world. It happened yesterday. That 1980, bro. Like, it's not even... It's the, the generation that was there is still here. You know what I mean? Like, mm. technically, that generation, a lot of them are still here. You know, uh, I, I, I have I have uncles that are like... Um, uncles and aunties that, are, that were part of that sort of migration to uh, Hawaii. Yeah. That they're, they're, they're literally still fighting for... Like to for people to know that Olohanga belongs to Tokelau, you know, like that's like a huge part of their um uh just their their life motto, you know what I mean? Like mm. there's a saying that I would hear in um Tokelau corners where they say uh tu tolu Tokelau, and it sort of talks about like the three islands, so like sort of it's sort of like a um a, a call to you know the three islands sort of stand together type of thing. Uh, my auntie in Hawaii, uh, my auntie Betty uh, Ikis, who's like an historian over there, she would always say, she would like button and say, no, tuhua, like it's four. It's not, it's not three, it's four. Yeah. You know, we can't, we can't forget about Olohenga. It's it's amazing yeah. that I didn't even know about this history. And, um, you know, the, the even New Zealand played a part in it, which um, even that yeah. got me like sort of riled up and, annoyed but uh, i can't imagine imagine you know you you lived your whole life on this island you know your your generations mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden some random person comes up and says you gotta leave you're like what like my my parents are buried yeah here. my parents parents are buried here. Exactly. Like, what do you mean i have to leave yeah and exactly just, i can't believe i didn't even know about Olohenga until mm. took a language week <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, it's I guess that's the beauty of the language weeks, um, where we get to shine a light on not only just the language, but you know, the sometimes like this the brutal truth, mm. the history of, of the islands, you know. So um I'm I'm over the moon that I'm able to bring this, you know, sort of attention to this, even with the small amount of knowledge that I know about it, you know. Mm. Um, but the fact that I got to share this with people in my stream and and seeing people like Sam uh get riled up about it you know it's 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 uh it's pleasing to me like because then it's like you see these guys understand mm. that the hurt of our people as well you know they it's it's really um pleasing for me to see that yeah well it's you know you guys are like you know our brothers and, and like I, I feel like that you know if it was if it was to happen to any of the other only pacific islands but you know it's, it's a lot more closer to how that it is one of our Pacific neighbours that it, it happened to him. Yeah. It definitely needs to be taught more because it did, as you said, happen in the like 1980s and mm. it was yeah, it was in our own backyard. Yeah, and I think um, there's, there's talk of it being like, the reason why it sort of got uh, circled in where they wanted to have it as part of the American stuff is because um especially in the 80s i think there was like a, it's like quite a lucrative sort of maritime boundary situation mm. so mm. like they're sort of yeah their boundary lines in, the, in regards to the water and stuff like that you know like mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised because olohenga literally is like technically the biggest island in regards to the most landmass that mm. you can see if you look on a map and you go and you look at the other atolls in Tokelau, you see literally it's it's like an outline. Each island is like an outline. Yeah. And the middle of it is a lagoon. It's water. So mm. when you look at uh, Olohenga, though, it's pretty much more like a solid island with a smaller lagoon in the middle. So and, there's obviously more land there, like land mass, you know. So yeah. it's probably something um, very, like, uh, what's the, fruitful or productive for them, you know, lucrative sort of land, maybe. Yeah. And that lagoon yeah. in Olohenga is the only one in out of all the atolls that have, like, it's freshwater, eh? It's... Um, it's not I, I, I'm not too sure. It sort of looks like it. Um, I can't I can't confirm, bro, but it, it looks that way because it it's, quite, it's quite, like, distant away from the actual sea. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because there's so much land there. Um, Generally, you look at the the rest of the islands, and it's probably like, you know, only a few maybe tens of meters. You know what I mean between one edge of the the land and the other side or to the inside of the lagoon. It's it's really yeah. quite small. So, mm. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a freshwater lagoon there. Yeah, it's always sad to hear these kinds of stories, and I, it's just yeah, it's really um, infuriating to hear, as we've been saying throughout the. The chat and um, because yeah. our, our Pacific brothers, our ancestors, we got it hard just people showing up and just claiming what was already ours. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it touches all of us personally in some way. Unfortunately, that's kind of all the time that we have for this chat. We want to keep talking about it, but um, Nate, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that with us because. It's knowledge that needs to be shared, and uh, we really appreciate your time and uh, for coming on the show and, and speaking about this. Because yeah, it's uh, it's an 
sad but uh, much needed to hear story. Mm. No worries, man. Thanks for having me. To all our matua out there who want to dance and get fit to Pacifica music, join our Siva Samo dance classes each Thursday at 11 a.m. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. Again, massive thank you to Nate for coming on and talking about Tokelauan um, history. Uh, again, it was just something that happened not so long ago in the 1980s. So uh, something that hurts today. And uh, we hope, we, we can only hope that people learn about it and, and hear the, the story of Olehenga. But anyway, if you miss the show or any of our other shows, you're welcome to download the podcast from the Plains FM website or from the Sam Sefer radio page. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Tangata Atamotu Trust, for powering the show. Also, we'd like to uh, wish you all an awesome weekend. Um, be safe. Also, enjoy the rugby this weekend. It's uh, early morning game, All Blacks versus Wales. Uh, so good luck for the All Blacks while they're doing their overseas tours. But from Sam and I and Nate, have an awesome weekend. Pollyhood. That was Pollyhood, proudly sponsored by Tangata Atumotu Trust. To find out more about us, call 03 377 2016 or find us online at tat.org.nz.